So this really is a test of my abilities as an audio engineer. Uh-huh. Do you even know what I'm testing? Nope. Do you know what an audio is? Yes. Do you know what an engineer is? Mm-hmm. So if you understand what an audio is and an engineer is, this is a test of my abilities in that realm or genre. I did understand that, but I'm not sure what specific part you're testing. I'm testing the audio engineering part of it. Uh... Oh, oh, does it click now? Does it suddenly click? <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. You're such a great teacher. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, welcome to Melly 3. Mm-hmm. Melancholage number three. It's been a while. It has. Do you want to explain to everybody why that is? I've been out of town. You've been out of town, and that's the whole idea behind the next, albeit three, really, Melancholage podcasts. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for downloading them. We always appreciate it. Please leave us a comment uh, if you can. You can also follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole idea is it's summer vacation. It is. It's upon us, right? Yep. Do you have that in the US? I mean, in the UK, summer vacation is big. Spring break seems bigger to me. Spring break. No, I'm pretty sure most people like the whole three months off thing. Oh, that's in, that's in academia. That's in academia. That's in academia. But, it, oh, yeah, but I mean, still, that's in academia, you know? Um, yeah. Like, the rest of the world. I know, you're just a millennial. You have yet to experience the world. And even when you do, chances are the founders will appreciate it more than you do. Ugh, founders. Aren't they wonderful? Well, I've spent a long time with the founders just recently. Mm-hmm. Very uplifting group they are. Yep, they're great. Um, anyway, so in, a, in the world of academia, which we happen to inhabit... How... What is the age range on founders? Because maybe some of them are fine, but the younger ones are really bugging me right now. Um, I would say if you're in high school right now, you're yeah, a but founder. Is, but isn't there more... Like, wouldn't you say it's, like, the K through 12 group right now, or are they... Oh, yeah, because isn't the generation every 20 or 30 years? So I, you zap it on your old... Uh, use use Alta Vista to find out. Or Bing, one of the two. Bing it. Um, and I think you'll find that the founding generation is, like, the 2001 to present day or something like that. Okay. okay. I don't know. That sounds right. Is that about right? Am I right? Anyway, the whole idea is it's summer break, right? Yeah. It's summer break. So we're on vacation. So the whole idea is the next three pods, this included, Mm -hmm. are pod specials. Your vacation, my vacation, and drum roll. I can't can't yet insert that with my audio engineering. (laughs) But the whole idea is (gasps) World Cup. So your vacation, my vacation, World Cup. We'll get the three covered. Mm -hmm. We'll get our viewing audience Yep. Okay, that was a test to see if you Never find mind. out what audio means. Audio means not with your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> with that other sense. Okay. All right, personal question. Yeah. Okay, you got a personal question for me? Oh, do I have a personal question for you? I've got one for you. Oh, boy. You want to go first? I can go first. Are you ready? Yep. Which do you prefer? This is just right off the cuff. Uh-huh. Do you prefer a mouse that you can have in your hand or the one on the laptop? The one on the laptop. Unbelievable. It's so much worse. No, it's not. <laughs> it's so Why much Why do you even need the one in your hand? Because the one on the keyboard is poor. No, I think that's just yours. You need to try mine. No, they're all bad. They are all bad. The one in your hand, it's like... It's like your hand directs you where you to go, as opposed to the computer what trying to interpret. you're using a laptop, like, in the true sense of the word on your lap, you don't, you don't have... You're right. You're ab- you, you are... Ab- I, I will bow to your infinite wisdom. Mm-hmm. 
My question is, how many times do you and use... how many times did it take for you to get the mouse to actually work today? Your hand mouse took like five minutes. Okay, my next personal question for you, yep. seeing as you uh, obviously responded to the first one incorrectly, uh, is when you install batteries into uh, any device, yep. do you have two layers of batteries or just one? You mean two layers? So obviously you just have one then. I don't get what you're asking. When I store them, do I have two layers of batteries? When you purchase. When I, what do you mean? Do you buy the pack that has like more batteries instead of less batteries? No, so they're no, stacked no, on no, top no, of no, each no. other? I'm talking quality, not quantity. Quality? I don't know batteries the same. I buy the generic brand. I'm just curious. So, for instance, if you go down to my battery closet... Uh-huh, because you have one of those. Well, I have a drawer <laughs> in the tool shop where I keep all the batteries. And you call it your battery closet. I do now. Graham's just got a battery closet. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> Inspect. I've got, everything from nine, batteries. I've got everything from 9 volt to 1.5 buttons. <laughs> <laughs> this is for your heart rate monitor. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not a joke. I do have the full suite of chemically available electromotive potential. Why don't you just go to the grocery store anytime you need one? Instead. Grocery store? Who's buying batteries at the grocery store? Where else do you buy them? You don't know, do you? Because you probably Radio get either. doesn't exist anymore. Right. And I guess for you, Amazon Prime generation, Yeah. batteries come in two places. The grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Amazon Prime. I don't know what I would do if I couldn't find a battery at the grocery store. <laughs> I always go to the... And I bring the dead one with me do you so really? I can tell what kind it is. Oh, I bet you do. Yeah, I, do. I bet you do. Mm -hmm. Well, do you always buy generic? Do you buy the cheap ones? Yep. Because I always buy name brand. I don't, there's not a difference, right? Generic name brand, it's all the same thing? No, in terms of voltage, you're absolutely correct. But in terms of... They make them in the same factory. They don't know, do they? Yeah, it's they this third, you have the cereal factory and they make the name brand cereal and off brand cereal, two different boxes. One costs a dollar more. Same with batteries. Anybody, any Minnesota girl from the rural south, as you are and long to be, will always claim that because that's where the Malto Meal factory actually is. And I'm sorry. It's the same thing with drugs, prescription drugs. Same drug. It's not the same cereal though, is it? Thing. Frosted mini spooners aren't quite the same. The same. As, oh, 100% oh. the same. You know what though? What's your, okay, we're going on tangents. We haven't even got to the vacation yet, but as far as long as we are going to go on a tangent. Yep. Um, what's your favorite of the generic knockoff cheap brand cereals? You know that I don't eat cereal anymore. I know that I can goad you about cereal constantly <laughs> because it's it's your drug of choice. Yeah. I, what I said about the batteries is a little bit hypocritical because I don't think I've ever bought a generic cereal. That's exactly. Before. I knew it. I knew there would be a retaliatory comeback on this one. I bet you're a Kellogg's girl. I am. I bet you're a Kellogg's girl, even though. Can you even guess my though, cereal of choice, though? Your cereal of choice? Hold on a second. Even though you long to live downwind of the Malta Meal factory in southern Minnesota. No. Yes, you do. I can tell it. Even though. That is a life ambition of yours. Rural girl, canoeing in the lakes, backpacking. I don't know that they have lakes in southern Minnesota. Even though you long for those things, deep down, 
you feel a pull towards Battle Creek, Michigan. Battle Creek, Michigan. The home of Kellogg's. Uh-huh. You didn't know that? You no. didn't know that? Didn't Battle know Creek, that. Michigan. It's where I invented the cornflake. Huh. Anyway. Kellogg's worst cereal. Kellogg's worst cereal? Yeah. Hmm. So there's one that you won't be rooting for on what's your favorite. Um, I tell you what. I've gone there. I've gone there. You said it's the worst, so I know what your best is. I know what your favorite is. What is it? Frosted Flake. Mm-hmm. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It is. But I got it from there. I got it from there. Because only... Only the non-frosted would go down yeah. as the great crime. Like you yes. could, you could absorb special K. You could eat yeah. your way through um, apple jacks. Oh, but, yeah. but the crime of not frosting the flake is the most heinous. Yep. And so the frosted flake but is only without milk. Oh dear lord! <laughs> there is no greater crime in our calendar than cereal without milk. Did you carry it? You carried it in a bag, didn't you, to 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 high school? Mm -hmm. Like in it? No, I had already stopped eating cereal in high school. I had realized that was an unhealthy behavior. What was so unhealthy about it? Just the sheer quantity. It's because you brought in an entire box, isn't it? Because there are those students, aren't there? Those high school students when they go in, and you're like. You having breakfast, and they show you the entire box of cereal. Yeah. Oh, oh! I guess there's an apple jack, and there's an apple jacks, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, cereal. So, no. My point being about the batteries. Right. Obviously. Obviously is so I'm putting new batteries in my mouse, the hand mouse that goes along Bluetooth wirelessly connected to the laptop mm-hmm. is I was like, oh, I felt bad putting the quality of batteries inside of that that I did. What do you save your quality batteries for? For high power events. Such as? Such as LED lights. What? Like a, you got like a hand flashlight or something like that. Uh, I see. But don't oh. you take the batteries out so that, you know, like when you use your flashlight, the battery isn't dead? Um, see, in my opinion, only, um, I, I'm going to sound, this is this is a podcast, so please pardon me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to sound offensive to anybody. Right. But only a complete moron would take the freaking batteries out of the <laughs> flashlight. Because when it goes dark, the first <laughs> thing that you reach for is the flashlight. And, and then go, and then you dead. go, yes, and you go, oh, bugger. <laughs> And now I've got to find the batteries. It's always dead, It's though. not dead! Mine is. Do you know the trick? What? Reverse one of them. Oh. Oh. oh sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaker. <laughs> you just reverse one of them and it, and and it won't. And it still caps? You can still fit it on? If it won't, you've bought the wrong kind of flashlight. Mm-hmm. You don't even know the kind of flashlights you're buying these days. brand. Actually, I just use the crank, usually. Oh, the cranks are the worst. Yep, but it always works. <laughs> it does until you... Oh, if, well, if you're like me and you're mighty and you're powerful and you're athletic, mm-hmm. the crank will break. The, I've never broken a crank. You've never broken a crank? No. What does that say about your might and your power? That I have restraint. Mm. I know when to use it. Got it. That's perfect. All right, what's your personal question for me? What is my personal question for you? Um, I think I already know the answer to it, but I'm, I'm going to ask it anyways. It could be for the viewing audience. Uh, so, you know how, like, when you make a call to someone, like, Ooh, yep. you say, oh, I know one time you called, like, a store and asked them if you had something in stock. Yes. Uh, do you, like, rehearse it out in your head first, or do you go in and wing it? I'm a total winger. Doesn't matter what phone call I make, mm-hmm. I always wing it because I think... I perform best 
without a script. Now, not not entirely. Not entirely. Mm-hmm. Like, my Hamlet was definitely better with Shakespeare's lines. Wait, I'm sorry. Well, your Hamlet? When I performed Hamlet. <clears throat> when, when did you perform Hamlet? You don't need to know these things. These Why things... did you bring it up then? Because it's just a, it's just a, a, a show to contradict or to counterpoint. Was it back in the days of, um, you know, that picture that we have as our icon? It's around it there. <laughs> it's around there. What character were you? Um, were you Hamlet? Uh, well, I, mean, I, I wasn't Hamlet. I was just the Prince of Denmark. What's that? What's that? I was just the Prince of Denmark. Mm-hmm. I auditioned originally for Yorick, but uh, I ended up with uh, Hamlet. So I also played Puck in uh, Midsummer's Night Dream. You know, every day, every day that we meet, I am lifted by the breadth of your education. Yes, a Midsummer Night's Dream, and I mean Isn't that sincerely. Isn't he kind of the Troublemaker. Oh, absolutely. So they were like, this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> we're going to get someone that has to do absolutely zero acting. <laughs> you know what? I, I will be honest. I'll be very, very honest with you. Um, that's the one Shakespearean role I really enjoyed. Okay, Hamlet was a digest. It was a digest version of it. Mm-hmm. We didn't do all five acts. We did it in two acts, and it was really reduced. We did all the famous scenes and the bits and pieces. But Midsummer Night's Dream, I played Puck, um, and I don't think I've enjoyed a Shakespearean role or anything like it. But I just read uh, the comic book called The Sandman, mm-hmm. and in there I'd learned really how to play Puck. Or I, I, my interpretation of Puck. Why are we talking about this? Anyway, moving on. Uh-huh. What was the question again? Uh, rehearse it or wing it? Yeah, I'm always a winger. Winger. Um, I, I wing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, always, I always wing it. Yeah. Yeah, don't you think it's best? No. Is that why? You, what? No. No. You do, you wing it every time on this no, podcast, I don't. I, uh, and I I draw the best out of you. I draw the best out of you by doing that. I write it out in a word document first. That's because it it's much times. better. Than, that's because it's much better than a Google Doc. You know, eventually there'll be a Bing Doc. I doubt it. I'm eventually drinking to Bing Doc. There won't be a Bing. There will always be a Bing. There will not be. And there'll Five always be a Yahoo. Now, it'll go the way of Ask Jeeves. What do you mean? I was about to say. I was about to say. Whenever you, if you need a question asked, you just gotta ask Jeeves. It's not gonna work because it doesn't exist anymore. Bugger. That shows you how much I need to look things up on the internet because I have something you crave. Yeah. Intelligence. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my young millennial friend, talk to us about this thing you Americans call vacation. What do you call it? Holiday? We do. We do. We... Yeah, I ran into someone at the airport that called it holiday. And yeah. I was like, come again? Oh, you're so culturally sensitive. I, I love it. Now, I was going to say that it's very much the same way as the Le Francais would say en vacances. No, mm-hmm. I butchered that word. Okay. I absolutely butchered it. <laughs> en vacances. Vacances? Sounds right. You wish no! You lived in French Quinoquois. I know, but it's very different than like the... It is. Uh, I must. I must French. admit... I don't want to offend any Quebecois because guess what? We've got an entire family of Quebecois staying with us this summer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was going to invite you over. Ooh. Probably embarrass myself. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Anyway, so we've got this family of Quebecois coming over, and I feel like saying to them, what language do you speak? They're going to say French, and I'm going to say, not any French I've ever heard before. <laughs> um, but that would probably be rude, and I don't want to offend anybody. Because I'm sensitive. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, vacation. Vacation time. It's time to talk about the vacation. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, good stuff. Okay. Now, there'd normally be some kind of musical pause. Let's put a musical pause in. Okay. Go. Okay.
Where'd you go on vacation? Is this a suspenseful pause? No, or is this your inability to pronounce it? I was trying to think it? of an interesting way to say it, but I'm just going to go ahead and go. No, 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 no. Think no. about an interesting way of saying it. Is Does darkest Peru mean to you? Darkest Peru, as you well know, means a great deal to me, and there's no point <laughs> denying it. Yes, yes, I'm a big fan of Paddington. I saw Paddington. Did you really? Yes. Yeah, what? Get out! No, seriously. Someone brought him on the trail. Oh, it would have been very awesome. cute. Yes, it would have been. Oh, oh. My favorite line of yours still to this day is: "Is Paddington your Winnie the Pooh?" Yeah, is he? They're both. They're, Paddington is Paddington, and Winnie is Winnie. Uh huh. And they're both English. Yeah, but Winnie was like more popular here. Oh, stateside. Well, I know that. Anyway, go on. Whereabouts did you? Whereabouts did you go on, on vacances? Oh God, I ruined it again. <laughs> on vacances. Um, you know, quick day in Lima. Lima. Peru. Peru. Gotcha. Uh, then direct flight. No, we went through Miami, which was the worst. Not I've been, through, I've been worst, through Miami before. You but know what, pretty bad. I'm going to tell you something important about Miami Airport. Mm-hmm. You can't find the Gator Burger. You know what? What? You can't find the Gator Burger. Okay, a burger made out of alligators. A gator gator burger. burger. That wasn't my biggest problem with the airport. It was more like the layout, how you have a domestic flight, and um, then you're connecting to an international flight, and you have to leave your section of the airport and take a tram someplace else and go back through security in a very confusing manner. Okay. My biggest problem with it. Got it. So Miami Airport confused. Also, hot as heck. But it's Miami. Yeah, but like you'd think that an airport could afford issuing. Could afford <laughs> Or is required. Yeah. <laughs> Miami Dade International Airport. If you are listening to this podcast. Get some air conditioning. Get some air conditioning. And better Wi-Fi. And better Wi-Fi. Yeah, do it. People are trying to listen to podcasts across this great nation of ours. Yeah. Especially important ones like yeah, Miami Dade Airport, please. Mm-hmm. Know your station. Know your station. Was it a tram or was it actually a train? It was a tram. What do you mean by a tram? Like, uh, you know, the little airport trams? If I... Look, if I knew what it was, I wouldn't have asked you to describe it. <laughs> no, this is what they call it. They like call it a tram, but it was on rails. Yes. Okay. Did, did it go on streets? No. So it was a train? No. Okay. Call it a tram. Okay. I'm All right. I'm not going to that. I'm not going to pick... I'm not going to pick hairs... Or split hairs. Good. Or be nitpicky. Right. This is better. With your inability to confuse yourself mm-hmm. with the truth. Yep. Founders don't do this, by the way. I'm just going to let you know. They know exactly what things are. I'm sure they do. And then in a couple years, they'll realize that things aren't as straightforward as they thought they were. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so moving on past your inability to navigate a train that stops at four stops, goes in one straight line from A to B. Very and re- confusing. The place that we wanted to go wasn't even on the map. And requires you to go someplace called International Security Flight Check-In. Yep. Okay, right? Uh-huh. Okay, Miami. From Miami, you flew to Lima, Peru. Mm-hmm. How long was the flight? Seven hours? Ooh. Six hours? Oh, that's a good one. That was a good one. Have you made a flight that long before? Mm-hmm. You have? Okay. Um, but it's been a while. But it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Did you... Okay, question. Mm-hmm. Did you have the movie in the back of the headrest? Yes, but it was one of those, like, the flight is supposed to leave at 12 p.m., 12 a.m. The flight was supposed to leave at 12 a.m. Doesn't it? A.m.? End? That's... Hold on for a second. That's, 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 that's at midnight. That's in the evening. That's at midnight. Yep. Okay. 
So you think you're gonna sleep. Yeah, yeah. but instead you watch Deadpool. Nah, instead you try to sleep while some kid kicks back your seat. Okay, but that only that only takes one very very brief conversation if you're assertive. Yeah, but <laughs> if you're not assertive, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you're not a certain, if you're not a certain, the remainder of the right, say the kicking lasts a good seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna love getting older. I'm gonna tell you this. All this, all these inhibitions you have mm-hmm. about wanting like people to like you and not like upset the. It's apple not cart. even the thing that I like want people to like me. I just, I just, you know, just can't. You can't what? Turn, turn, turn around and start out with a mean look. Well, yeah. I must I admit, do, like, I must the tiny admit, mean look you and see are if that works. probably incapable of giving a mean look. No, I can't. You can't give them. I think, I think if you were to give me a mean look, it would probably come off as somewhat flirtatious. I'm sorry. Ask the good boy. Ask the good boy <laughs> when you when you're mad at him. When you're mad at him and he looks at you and he's like giving you a second oh, glance. Oh, he knows. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so it's just it's a testament to what a wonderful person you are. It's a testament to what a wonderful person you are that when you get angry, um, you look like a grandmother about to cut a nice slice of apple pie and give it to somebody a la mode. You know, mm-hmm. that's 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 your mean face. So anyway, you get, you make it to Lima. You yep. get off the plane. It's uh, early in the morning. Larry can't really sleep on the plane because he's a very large individual. Yeah, but you did, yeah, but you did the right thing and you booked the seats with the extra legroom, right? Ha! Nope. <laughs> Who's uh? <laughs> who dropped that ball? That was me. One hundred percent, that was me. <laughs> okay, got it. Yep. Right. But luckily, these are all good stories. We got to check in early. Took a brief siesta, uh, then went out, walked around Lima. Least exciting part of our vacation, so I'll leave it at that. Really? Mm-hmm. So we were in a very touristy area, like the like not even a very touristy. We were in like the place where the travel agent puts you when you say that you're going to be in Lima for a day. Okay, Best Western on the Ring Road. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Um, <laughs> we'll move beyond that. So they so they put you there. Yep. Lima, not great, huh? It's very big. It's very big. Everybody yeah. says that about every like city. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. There's so much traffic. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. know. It's very hard. We were in a very whitewashed area. I don't know. I would have liked to see someplace else. Okay. No, 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 that's yeah. all fair. But every major city you go to is large and full yeah. of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh man, there were streets everywhere. There's hardly a, everything was covered in cement. Yes, that's every <laughs> major city you go to. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so, uh, Lima, so, yeah, you know, I mean, we're alluding to this, you may have already blurted it out, but you are actually going to take the... Uh, going to Cusco, and then, uh, you know, from there, Inca Trail. Take the Inca Trail all the way to... Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu, which is one of the seven wonders of the world, right? Mm, Is it? No, it's not, but I was just going to see if you actually knew that. It's a UNESCO heritage site. It is, and I think some people actually put it down, Not, not not to be... Uh, and, and it's sort of entrapping you. But I think it's considered one of the seven wonders of, like, the Americas. Because the there's many of these world. lists. Yeah, yes. many seven wonders in the New World, that kind of a thing. Yes. Where there's, there's several of these sort of lists. Anyway, anyway, Machu Picchu. Um, so you're, you're, so you're, you're making this odyssey, this quest. Mm-hmm. Sort of Homeric. I guess, if you... Uh, sure. Maybe. I guess if you understand what the term Homeric means. I mean, a guy on a boat... <laughs> Or maybe even Achilles sulking in his tent. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. 
The question is, at what point did your sister join you? Uh, she met us in Lima. She was at the airport hotel because she got in a little bit late, and so it didn't make sense to, you know, schlep her out to the touristy area. So we just met her at the Lima airport. When you flew to Cusco? Yep. No, so, no? before okay. we flew to Cusco. But, but you flew to Cusco? Yes. Is it Cusco? Cusco. Cusco. Okay. So you flew to Cusco. <laughs> um, pardon? Co. Cusco. Yeah. Cusco. Co. Got it. So you flew to Cusco. Uh, and uh, what kind of plane? I'm interested. Oh, a big one. Was it a big one? Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't didn't have propellers. No. Okay, do you know what a propeller is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> just did not just have for the propellers. viewing audience. Just for the viewing audience, describe a propeller. It's like a windmill but inverted. <laughs> I'll I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. Or well, like a windmill. It's got blades. Yeah. Got it. Perfect. Okay. So this one had you know obviously high bypass ratio turbine. Obviously, it had that. You know, turbofan mm-hmm. engines. Like a 737, something like that. Something like that. Got it. Okay, so you get on. Mm-hmm. You fly. Yep. Everything was okay. You haven't said anything about the flights. Rickety-dickety, uh, uh, bits the, falling off. On the way back, it was not as much fun, but we'll get back to that later. We'll get to, the, we'll get to that bit later. So, you're on board. Yeah, I mean, I've been on flights where... Um, uh, I've actually sort of like, ha- I mean, turbulence, none of that. I mean, you're in the Andes here, no, so okay, it it's perfect. I mean, we even okay. have one of those soccer team scenarios. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. see, none, of, none that. of that. None of that. None of that. Okay, views out the window. Uh, clouds. Clouds. Okay, I'm going to ask this whole thing in flight catering. How was it? Mm, no, bad, not good. Okay, just just bad, not good. I mean, no, like the shorter flights, they don't offer anything, right? Right, but, but on that on that Lima one, yeah, I slept. I slept through. You didn't yeah. even take advantage of the free booze. No, they're not. Yeah. Oh my god, how do you not know about the free booze? I think they have that on Latin America. They flights. certainly do. I don't know. If you're into if you're international, it's, there's a you know. Excuse me, waiter. I'd like a gin and tonic. Huh. I'm just letting you know. Next Should've time. Told me before. <laughs> oh, why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Why is it? Because so you could go through, so you could go from Peruvian customs saying, "I like you, I like." So, but anyway, nothing great on the food front. No, nothing great on anything. Okay, got it. Um, uh, so you got into Cusco. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Cusco. Get into Cusco. Um, you don't have to go through customs or anything. Pick up your bags. Yep. It's now three of you. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Isabel, yep. uh, there's the sister, mm-hmm. and there's Duke and Papa. So you got Moomin Papa, <laughs> Moomin's sister, and Isabel, right? Yeah. Okay, so what's the next step? Uh, next step, hotel. Okay. Yep, then, you know, chill around Cusco for the day. Um, a lot of fun chilling? Yeah, it was, you know, again, like, we were in a bit of a touristy area. Okay. Um, Is it all, like, splashed everywhere? Inca Trail this way, Inca yeah, this, Inca the, that. It's... Their second largest industry uh, behind mining is tourism. Okay. Um, what do they mine? Everything. Cop- <laughs> everything. Copper, Copper diamonds. You know. Portrait photos. The mountains. They right? mine treacle. So. They mine. Um, what else do they mine? Dandelions. Yeah. Okay, got it. Right. Very impressive place. Uh huh. I'd like to actually go to the dandelion mine <laughs> and return all mine from my lawn and just say, "Here you go." <laughs> Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> All right, so Cusco, Cusco, Cusco. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what altitude you're at at this point? Oh, geez, like eleven thousand, maybe. Ooh, big numbers. Yeah. Huge numbers. Eleven thousand feet. I don't know how many meters that is. 
That's okay. That's okay. We don't need to go. We don't need to go um, metric for the domestic audience. Uh, but more along lines of that's huge. Like like uh, I live. Yeah, I live a bit up in Colorado at like ten and a half, and, and that's 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 big. Eleven thousand is big. Yeah. Headaches. Mm-hmm. You did. I didn't have them. My traveling companions did. Moon and Papa or Moon and Sister? Both. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Did they get honorary? A little bit, yeah. I think you would if you had like a throbbing headache all the time. Mm-hmm. Or if you were just Moon and Sister, she needs something to complain about. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how much Tylenol, Advil, etc. <laughs> she needs something. You know, if you gave her the cure for altitude sickness, she'd still say she has it. They try to give you that, too. There's, like, these little pills that you take. They're called Sirogi pills. They're I don't know. Sirogi. Sirogi. And they give you a lot of coca. You know what I've heard? I've heard. Mm-hmm. No laughing. No sniggering. This is medical now. Yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have heard that Viagra really works very well for altitude sickness. Why? Because it, what lowers your I'm blood not. Pressure? I don't even know. We're not talking about it. We're I trying was to... A, no, 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 so they give you cocaine and these Not pills? Cocaine. They give you they pills give you and cocaine just at any random co- stop? Coca leaves. And okay, so coca cocaine. Tea. Co- cocaine tea. Not cocaine. It's so cocaine tea, cocaine, cocaine leaves. Cocaine is like the alkaloid yes. that's in Ooh. the plant. You you are. The comparison is Sudafed. Yeah. Is to methamphetamine mm-hmm. as coca leaves are to cocaine. You mean like an introductory drug that you need in order to facilitate the manufacture of? Yes. Or just a gateway into like yeah, a lot of Yeah, but you're not going to get like high on Sudafed. Oh, I don't know. I think it says you're not allowed to operate heavy machinery. Because you get drowsy. Yeah, exactly. Because you get <laughs> You don't feel like you're going to like dance the night away on coca leaves. Um... Do you feel like you're going to dance the night away when you're on cocaine? That's what I've been told. Oh, I bet they were dancing the night away up there. I bet you and the Moomins were dancing the night away with all your coca-infused this and coca-infused that. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. If you get a job tomorrow and you have to do a drugs test, do you think you'll pass? No. I I drank a lot of coca tea. I stored samples before I left. <laughs> They're in the freezer right now. I just, I just, I just knew it was going to be recreational use only. Anyway, so you got over the altitude sickness by use of a class A restricted substance. It's not, but okay. Okay. Got, well, down there it's not. Up here it's not up, either. Up here, up here. When you went not. through, when you went through customs, I bet your, I bet your pupils were the size of like saucers. They might have been, but that's a different story. Okay, got it. Right. Because of the flight back. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. So you got up there to Cuzco. No. Cusco. Cusco. Oh. I'm sorry to the entire nation. <laughs> I'm sorry to the, the entire nation of Peru right now. <laughs> so you got up Cusco. Mm-hmm. And you wandered around a bit. Yep. Got a little bit mellow yellow. And then um, you and the Moomins decided to do what? Uh, you know, that day we just ate, basically, and walked Ooh, around. Oh, what'd you have? Um, lomo is, like, Peru's like, dish. What is besides that? Besides ceviche. It's, um, like, beef with a sauce. I, I've always been a bit weirded out by 
Peruvian ceviche at high altitude. I'm like, how far away is the yeah, ocean? Yeah, I know. We had that same thing. Where right. we were like, eh, probably we had ceviche in uh, Lima because it's on the coast. Yeah, and I can, like, I can dig that. Maybe not in Cusco. But it's, it's, it's going to be fine. It's just yeah. how do, I mean, there's a more, there's a more, there's a more native, local, as the French would say, terroir. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you understand. Um, dish than than that up in the mountains. But anyway, yeah, yeah some beef. You know, mm-hmm. cattle isn't indigenous either. You know, no, beef cattle isn't that's indigenous. True. My sister. Had so a maybe just cocaine is just the indigenous thing. Maybe you just go on like benders and you just suppress the appetite. Maybe, maybe it's that. That's what you and the Moomins did. Maybe that's what it is. There was alpaca too. Alpaca make great sweaters. Do they make good eating? Yeah, it's not bad. It's, a it's little, not bad. It's a you, I can just, I can just see you gnawing on an alpaca leg, going, you know what? Not so bad. Not so bad. When in Cusco, right? <laughs> when in Cusco, co. When you're in Peru, do as the Peruvians, do as the Incas would do. Okay, so you're there, and you're there for a day. Uh, there for three days, kind okay. of. Okay. Yes. That's good, because I was going to say, wow, you're about to start hiking. Yeah, you're hiking. supposed to be acclimating. Right. About to start on the Inca Trail, that can mm-hmm. be. Now, I've never suffered from altitude sickness, and I don't mean that in a kind of a heroic sense. I mean, just simply, um, yes, I've, you know, run tens of miles and biked many, many miles at altitude in Colorado in the U.S., um, and I've never really, it's never really affected me, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's just around the corner. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm human. Um but did anybody in your party, you said the other Moomins weren't, weren't so good with it? I mean, they didn't have any, like, really severe problems. They just had right. a headache and, you know, difficulty walking upstairs. Moodiness, catching their breath. Yeah. That kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, obviously, you're the most in shape. Perhaps. I'm, oh. I'm the youngest. <laughs> well, you know, you know, that, it, that does count. But the whole deal is, as I said to you before your trip, are you ready for it? Are you, mm-hmm. Anyway. So you're there for three days, and then... And then, bam, bam, bam. so we are supposed to be leaving for the trailhead at yep. 5 a.m. Um, okay. Is we, it hot, by the way? What's the weather like? No, you know, it's very temperate. I think here it was like 100 degrees that week, and there it was like 65, 70 at okay. the time, which was okay. really nice. Uh, overnight? Did you, did you, did it was a bit chilly overnight. Was it? Yeah. I mean, at classic altitude. like altitude kind yeah. of mountains. By the way, what's the view like? I mean, is there like snow-covered peaks in the background? Yeah. I mean, talk to me. Yeah, so there's that. You get, like, the classic Andes, and then you sort of go into, like, the rainforest basin area, like, pre-Amazon. Really? So, yeah. This is all impressive. Mm-hmm. This is all very impressive. Hey, Machu Picchu is, like, very foresty. Yeah, I, I know that it's surrounded by that, because that's why it's so overgrown, right? Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, there's nothing here, because it's covered in vines, etc. Mm-hmm. All right. So you get to the trailhead. Well, how how long getting hike? to the trailhead is an adventure because Ooh, we were supposed to leave at five a.m. We get a call the night before that says our ride is going to be there at four because there's supposed to be a transportation strike, and so they're okay. not supposed to be shuttling tourists around between these areas. Okay. Um, and so we leave at four a.m. and we get a block away from the hotel when this like group of people stops us, and you know our driver rolls down the window and someone who's riding with us. You know, we don't know who he is at this point. He hasn't really been introduced to us. He starts talking to them in Spanish, and finally they decide to let us go. Why Spanish? Because that's what they speak there. Why don't they speak Incan? Quechua. Some people do. 
Quechua? Is Quechua. that the is that like kind That's of like the, the, the native the, okay. the native language. That's awesome. Yeah. See, you thought I was make, mocking, but I was not. I was no, curious. In Cusco they don't speak it so much, but as you get closer to the trail area. Okay. Um so anyways, they're like, there's two ways that we could go because of the strike. We're going to try the safer way first. We get about a half hour out of Cusco, and there is a giant tree in front of the road, Got blocking it. the road. There's, like, two buses blocking it and, like, a pile of cars stacked up. And so, you know, my drivers and everyone gets out again and tries to talk them out of it. And this time, there's no way around it, so double back and try the not safe way, which is going through, like a bunch of like residential no trespassing like not really road areas Ooh. yeah and get to like this huge pile of rocks in the middle of the road and so the guy jumps out and he starts moving like the boulders and is like constantly looking around to make sure that like nobody's gonna shoot him or anything get through and eventually get to the trailhead but we did not think we were gonna get there the first day which is a problem because it's like you have an entrance date and if you miss that entrance date you're out of luck. got it you're yeah, not okay. going on the trail got it got it um wow yeah. trouble in cusco mm -hmm. um you know i i've suffered through um like mass transit strikes in other countries um not going to mention any names you know like italy or anything like that um but it's it is the bizarrest thing is when you when you make those kinds of like political statements where obviously it's against tourism and you mm -hmm. know you should pay more and all that maybe I don't I don't you don't know what the demands are you mostly had to do with um, like the gas tax you know, gas prices are increasing for them and I feel like the government is being unfair about it. But the thing is, while it inconveniences you and while you may sympathise as I often do, mm -hmm. fact is that there's very little A, I can do, yeah. like immediately on the spot, obviously, but B, s sort of sticks with you. It becomes a memory for you, right? Mm -hmm. And something that you'll obviously demand drinks off of me for later on. But I had to sit through a Cusco bandit strike with AK-47s and a taxi driver had to shift boulders off the road while shots were being fired. And I'll be like, okay, here's another gin and tonic. Um, but but it, 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 it's impacting like the wrong audience. Mm -hmm. I, I, do you, well, do you mean, feel that way or not? I don't know. I guess I get it, right? I mean, right, like, but it could have impacted us in a really poor way, but like if they don't mess it up for somebody, then like what's going to happen, right? Like tourism is their second largest industry, so if they don't like so why screw they, it up, why don't they screw the them, miners? Maybe the miners can get to their job either. I'm not well, sure. Well, have you seen those trucks? They could go over that rock pile like no problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is targeting a foreign audience doesn't doesn't bring you like a political solution as far as I as far I as guess. I can I tell. I mean, it gets you news coverage, right? Yeah. As far as the fact, the that, as far as the fact that you know, I didn't know that there was a strike at the Machu Picchu Trailhead. Um, <laughs> I can see myself pretty well informed. Um, so anyway, made it to the trailhead uh -huh. after a minor adventure, which I like. Yeah, uh, first day was not too bad. What are you carrying? Pretty short. What are you carrying? Uh, we were carrying more than we should have. We overpacked a little bit, and we probably should have hired uh, more porters. Okay. To carry our stuff. A lot of people just were carrying like their day packs, like with yeah. just water in it and yeah. stuff. We were carrying like our clothes and our sleeping bags and our snacks and water. You carrying like a full pack? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I thought you'd be on the full the full day pack, like nope. hydration reservoir and and uh, <laughs> and and like maybe a waterproof jacket. 
and of course your iPhone so that you could text and tweet and bleep and FaceTime, FaceChat, Face. Fun story, snap. you don't actually get reception there, but Fun story, I didn't receive a single tweet, bleep, text, chat, face snap, FaceTime or anything from you during for for three weeks and I just learned that your vacation was for only two. So how does that make me feel? I thought you were going to text me when I got back, and I was like, oh, offended that you didn't. Oh, really? You couldn't even say, just landed. (laughs) And then I'd be, oh, never mind. Never mind. You know what? That's the way that you are, aren't you? I have to fit into your work. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Founders aren't like that. I'm just saying. Why don't you find founder to record this with them? I'm I'm auditioning. I'm auditioning. I'm auditioning. I'm auditioning. Okay? It's not a problem. Don't worry about that. And they do, they have a lot fewer demands. And they, what have I demanded? And you can pay them less than minimum wage. Anyway, moving on. You got to the trailhead. Yeah. You hike today. Everybody on the trail is looking at these guys going, whoa, they're doing it without porters. Yep. Well, I mean, you're not doing it without porters, right? You and have, like, so there the myth ends. Well, there's like a team of six porters who are carrying your like tent and stuff. Your tents. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. All the cooking gear. All the cooking gear. All the food. All the food. All that. All the ramen. So all the heavy stuff, basically. I mean, they're carrying a lot. Porters are awesome. They're Mm -hmm. like somewhere between 18 and 50 years old, and they're sprinting past you on this trail wearing sandals. Well, they are all high on cocaine. They are all high on cocaine. Okay, moving on. So your Peruvian, uh, what do you call them? Domestics? Is that what you call them? Huh? Uh, lifting everything, carrying everything, yeah. but not quite everything. Because, not quite yeah. everything. We know we're carrying our stuff. Which you shouldn't have done. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, day one. Day one was good. By the end of the day, you're tired. They okay. make you these ridiculous meals. Like, literally ridiculous. For lunch, like, you, got just, a you start with a salad and okay. soup and you think you're done, right? And then they bring out, like, four plates full of just, oh, like, yeah. traditional Peruvian this stuff. It's all super heavy and... This is filling. great! Yeah, but there's so much of it. Like, it was more than, like, any human being should eat. Oh, well, you are at altitude. You know, that's a few more calories. I guess. About <laughs> it 30, seemed excessive. 33% more And calories. it's like that for literally every meal. So you went... Re- so this is, like, the first time since you graduated high school that you can say you had a good meal every day. I ate really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And our guide, who, like, does this at least four days a week, sometimes he does it back-to-back, okay. so four and four, um, he was like, yeah, I'm actually uh, putting on weight <laughs> on the trail. Ooh. Oh, there <laughs> you like, go. how do you do that? There you go. But they feed you very well. So. Excellent. Yeah. Day two. Okay. So, for those, for, those, for those of us who mm-hmm. have not experienced this great Andean epic... Yep. It's called Dead Woman's Pass. Yes. It's 14,000 feet. Do you know the exact mm-hmm. numbers? I think it's actually 13,970 Okay, so it's feet. right around there. Now, yeah. the, the highest mountain I've ever climbed is 14,500, mm-hmm. right around there. So basically, it's the same thing, right? I, yeah. I went up it and came down it, and you went up it and went over it. Um that was the second day? Is that, yep. is that what's coming up? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're at a pass. So were there peaks left and right of you that were mm-hmm. higher than this? Yeah. Oofta. Now you're above yeah. tree line there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's scree and nothing very much growing. Maybe mosses and algaes, that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Yep. The view has got to be fantastic. It was. Although to get there was... <laughs> Pardon? It was tough getting there. Was it really? Yes. Okay. 
Was it? I mean, was it super steep? I mean, was it, it was, a lot of grades, switchbacks? Um, it was very you, steep. So you do it in like three phases. In the first phase, they're like, oh, it's going to take about an hour. It's pretty easy. Like you're going to be going up the whole time, but it's not that bad. And you go up and then you're going to level off and then you're going to have a second one. Second one's going to be the time up. Right. And I'm going to try and do this in an hour and a half. And our guide was really pushing the pace. My sister was too. And me and my dad were sort of hanging back. Okay. <laughs> in in reserve. It. So Moomin's yep. sister. Moomin's mm-hmm. sister took the pace. Yep. Okay. On phase two. On phase two. Then you get to phase three, which is the part that's like, it's going to be much shorter, but it's basically just straight up. Okay. Are we doing doing switchbacks? No, not really. No. Okay. And it's like a scree field. It's like uh, small chips of stone, that kind of a deal. They're like fist size, two times the fist size stone. Grapefruits. Grapefruits. Yeah. Softballs, that kind of a thing. They're like very uneven though, so you gotta watch your footing. And nothing's paved, right? I mean, it's not like. I mean, it's not paved. No, I mean, no, I mean, it's, it's trail. It's a but, stone trail. Right, right, but it's not It's not like they have the stones and then they schlacked on no. some cement or anything like that. No, and we talked to our guide about that. We're like, oh, yeah, do they ever do trail maintenance to make it, like, you know, if there's something dangerous, if right. there's like a loose rock, do you fix it? And he's like, yeah, we fix it, but it's not like we're gonna try and make it easier for anyone. Like, we're not okay. gonna, you know. Got it. So. Okay, and then is there like a plateau at the very top? Oh, how many? How did Moomin's sister do on the, on phase three? She said she was going to take like fifteen steps and then take a little break and fifteen steps and take okay. a little break. Yeah, so we did that, and I actually got to pass first. See, that's what I'm saying. Slow and steady. Exactly, and what I'm saying is you can't base it on phase two. Yeah. You can- you push the pace on phase two, you pay for it on phase three. Yes. How did Moom and Papa do? He got there. Okay. I'm proud of him for that. Excellent. Yeah. You you reached the summit, how how, how many minutes behind was he? Oh, not more than, you know, three. Mm, that's wonderful. Yeah. Is it, there's a whole group of you, it's, it's like a bit of a plateau, a bit of a, what they call a saddle, mm-hmm. where it's like there's a little sign that says congratulations or, yeah. you know, they almost pass 14,000 mm-hmm. or whatever feet print. Okay, so there it was and then quite windy up there and our guide was like, Yeah, let's just take like five minutes up here and then let's get going again. <laughs> Got it. Cloud line. Close above, underneath. It was pretty close. There it was a good clear day though. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Because fourteen thousand feet, you know, that's when you can start like looking down on clouds and yeah. the valleys <laughs> and stuff. So or you can I, I know I was in the middle of July uh, when the snow started falling at ah. 14,000 feet. It's like, you know, it's interesting. All right, so then you come back, then you go, obviously this is a, you're going over a kind of like a range and then down into a new valley. So you go down into the new valley and... Well, it's like straight down for another two hours, which is like almost harder. I, think it's, I, think it's I thought it was harder than yeah, going do. up I because do. like... Feet are banging against yeah, your the whole hiking boots. Your Got knees it. hurt. It's uneven. Yeah, um, it's so much more unstable, right? Yeah, I mean, it's that. Like, oh, and you have a pack on your back, so you're like constantly feeling. No, 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 no. You get the pack of the porters. Oh wait, yeah, you got a pack on your back, right? Okay. Yeah. So that was tough. Two hours down. Two, three, two or three hours down. You were ready for like a massive meal of seven courses. Yeah. So then you're in camp for the night, though. So you're got it. you're good. You get a massive meal like seven courses perfect and like hit the sack at 7 30. was it dark at that time yeah just like curiosity it's winter there so they're like opposite of us it's like super light it's right peru now. are they even have a winter i mean are they the sunset's at like 5 30. that doesn't mean much because when you're in the when you're in the tropics the sunrise and the sunset don't vary by any more than an hour the entire year 
Oh, well, because you're in Peru, are you really? Right? Are you really in? I mean, I know you're in the southern hemisphere, but if you're not south, I don't think you're south of the uh, Tropic of Capricorn. I don't think you really have seasons. I think you have like dry and wet. We have, yeah, they have dry and wet. Right. I mean, that's but that's like a tropical thing. It's like, yeah. yep, yeah. This is winter. Okay. Doesn't seem too much different to winter to summer. It's not really. It's just wetter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that, that, so that's maybe what you mean, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're in now. Maybe they're in the wetter cycle. Um, so now you're down. You're in the new valley, and is it now just a surge up? Yep, to... you go back up the next day. Um, that would be what day three. Day three is the long day, so you're hiking up, and then you go down for a little bit, and you see some ruins, and then you go back up, and you're like, now you're hiking through the rainforesty area. You're like starting to get through. Is Every it... once in a while, you'll have a llama that will come up on the trail, like. Going the opposite direction of you. A whole other thing. Just, a, a domesticated or just a wild? They have tags on them, so they belong to someone, but gotcha. I think they're just like doing their own thing. Okay, okay. Um, when you're in the rainforest, umid, as yeah. the French would say? Yeah, and bugs. Oh, bug. Talk to me about the bugs. You can't hear them and you can't see them, but they bite you. Oh, my goodness. Um, for those of you in the viewing audience, uh, Isabel just showed me her leprous arm, and it looks like she's gotten leeches. So, how many leeches attacked you while you were in the rainforest? I don't know. A decent you, amount. A decent amount? I couldn't. I that's could just, never that's see just them a forearm coverage. Don't, please don't tell me. It was are. like only this arm is the thing. Oh. Yeah. You know what? Old Spice. Put on Old Spice cologne. It repels everything. It, does. it repels the female species. <laughs> it repels insects. It repels. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, from experience, uh, Old Spice repels all things that are living, and probably even rocks as well. Um, anyway, so you managed to get yourself bitten by how many how many jabs have you had? Are you going to be around to do the World Cup special podcast? Huh? You've probably gotten malaria. You've probably gotten yellow fever. You've probably gotten blue fever. You've oh. probably gotten black fever, and you've probably gotten Algeria. And I don't even know. I think that's a place. I'm still here. So for right now. For right now. Uh, you've probably brought back in alien worms inside your skin against U.S. customs law. We'll see. That's what you're going with. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Okay. Well, have the good boy like monitor you okay. for a while because yeah. I don't want like anything exploding out of you and like running around the apartment. The asbestos-laden apartment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want anything like that. Okay. So you managed to get bitten by tropical things mm-hmm. in the rainforest. Yep. At some point, are you actually going to make it to Machu Picchu? Yeah, so this podcast, three this podcast is then supposed to be Go to hour. bed early, and then uh, next day you wake up at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning, and you pack up everything in your camp, and then uh, go sit outside of like the checkpoint until 5.30 when it opens, and everyone is doing the same thing, all 500 people who are hiking with you. And then you hike for an Did hour. Did you make friends with anybody? Ugh, we, like, got cordial with a couple of people but I wouldn't say that we like really I would totally be doing the, the I'd be walking up and down like you yeah know, it was very early in the morning oh I'd still be there you know me I'd be pleasing the crowd especially because I'm on high on cocaine like the rest of you people <laughs> so anyways <laughs> you hike and then you get to these things called the monkey steps. I want to ask first, yeah. did you start to get sick of the moomins yet? What, at what point did you start to get I sick of the moomins? I think on the last day we were all kind of tired of each other. Okay, got it. Okay, but at this point... <laughs> but at this point you made it this far and you're almost to something that's really awesome that you've been working for for the past four days. That's great. So you get to these monkey steps with our 
basically just like these tiny little steps that you go up everyone's climbing up them the whole time you feel like someone's about to like either fall on your face or like crawl over you it's like a ladder i think i mean it's, i mean it's so steep yeah. right for steps mm-hmm. for stairs yeah, okay, most so people you get are like, taking them on four legs, which is like they're poking you with their hiking right. sticks. And, and then, like, just a little bit further, and you're at the sun gate. Did you did you get aggressive on the monkey steps? I didn't, but somebody else, like... I like, knew someone did. Not in my family, but, like... Oh, the moomins were all fine? But, like, this older woman who had, like, two knee braces on was, like, passing, passing. But she had, we had already passed her earlier, and she was, like, really just going at it on those monkey steps. Got like, it. All right. Yeah. But then you get to this, what do you call it, the sun gate? The sun gate. Okay. And you can get this really good view of Machu Picchu, and it's where everyone takes, like, the pictures. It's very annoying. Like, literally, just it's just a bunch of selfies. But is it beautiful? It is beautiful. You, you know, you can see Machu Picchu. It's okay. Very, very cool. And you hike down another half hour, and you're there in this amazing archaeological site. Okay. So 5,000 people visit a day. How many? 5,000. Wow. Okay, talk to me. What's amazing about it? Uh, don't tell me that the stone blocks are all put together without mortar and they all fit and you yeah. can't fit a playing card because we all know that. You what else? Um, I don't know. It's just... Okay, so the stone hold, blocks right? that you... The stone blocks that are fit together are so tight that you, without mortar you can't fit a playing card. It's just on the side of a mountain. Okay. Surrounded by forest. Yeah. And you're like... How did somebody do this without you know, modern tools or wheels? And they tell you 20,000 people worked on it over the course of 50 years. To what, to what end? What do you mean? I mean, what was Machu Picchu? Um, it, was, it had religious purposes. It had did, it, 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 scientific it, okay. purposes. And okay. it was also residential. And it also, and I'm just going to say this, wasn't discovered until like the 50s? It was, disco- was quote-unquote, discovered in 1911 by Hiram Bingham, a professor at Yale. Okay. But everyone in Peru is like, yeah, Hiram Bingham rolls their eyes, discovered Machu Picchu. Like, everyone knew about it. It's this giant oh, city do- in the middle of the mountains. And the way that he found it was some farmer's kids showed him where it was. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, it was like the lost city of gold kind of a deal like 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 it was I mean, El Dorado that's the way that it's like advertised right yeah yeah like, it's portrayed as being like it's portrayed as being this um sort of sort of nowhere that suddenly was discovered not taking anything away from it mm-hmm. you know I mean okay, here's what I've seen Stonehenge and okay so I've seen Stonehenge <laughs> um you know so I've never I, I haven't seen the pyramids and I haven't seen the mighty ziggurats or, or anywhere about Babylon or anything like that. So how old is Machu Picchu? I think they said it was constructed, you know... 1910? Maybe, <laughs> 50, <laughs> like 50 years before the Spaniards invaded. Okay. It was one of the later constructions. So what, that's like in the 1400s? Probably 1500s. Early 1400s. Yeah, yeah early 1400s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 1492, Columbus sailed yeah. the ocean blue. So, so they not constructed to... it in the early 1400s. Yeah, and but it was Pizarro only wasn't by... there until like 1550, so more like maybe 1500. Yeah. But I'm not taking anything away from you. I'm just saying that, um, okay, that's relatively, relatively recent. Yes. It's, just, it's just kind of, why did they do it? Well, obviously, you say for religious reasons and for sort of pseudoscientific reasons. Yeah. That's where the stars aligned or something like that. Maybe I mean, like, perhaps. right, you can only speculate about it. Is that right? Well, yeah, I mean, because what the Incan civilization was wiped out fairly quickly after the Spanish came. 
It's not that. It's that the Incan civilization was wiped out pretty quickly and they left very poor records. Cause... Well, they didn't write. They didn't yeah, exactly, because a... they had no written language. So they did a lot of things with knots. Yeah. But they... It just turns out that in order to prepare myself for your journey... I actually read about Pizarro's, and I hate to say it, conquest, but Pizarro's um, adventure into um, the Incan civilization. Uh-huh. And and so I was reading up on your journey, but Machu Picchu never came up. But um, yeah, that, that's one of the things they said is they said it in, in, in my sources was the problem is, is that there was no written language. Yeah. And so it's, it's not that they didn't leave any trace behind. It's that lo- like some kind of mystery. It's that they didn't leave any trace behind because they didn't leave any trace behind. Yeah. They just had no course for it. Um, but anyway, so you've made it. Mm-hmm. You've done it. You've seen it. You've walked around. You've bought the T-shirt. You've done the whole bit. Moomin Papa's been. Moomin Sister's been. Uh-huh. Okay. Life experiences. One to ten. You know, whereabouts right now, estimation, do you place it? One being, I practically went to the moon. Ten being, I went to the Mall of America. Whereabouts are you putting Oh, you go opposite on ones to tens. Um, Yeah. Okay, so so hold on for a second. When you get first place, you get first place. When you get tenth place, you get tenth place. You know what I mean. Everyone one to tens the opposite way. And you know it. You're just being difficult. Bing (laughs) is the search engine of choice. Anyways, it was, I'd say the hike was maybe a two and a half or three. It was really awesome. You're pretty much by yourself. Well, we were because we weren't hiking with a group. It ended up where we basically had a private tour. Um, Machu Picchu itself is really spectacular. The unfortunate part is that everyone knows it's spectacular and they're all there and you can't. Very overrun. Yeah, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a white girl taking a selfie. Yes. Yeah, I I mean, that's exactly what I say about, like, for instance, the Taj Mahal. It's like... You know that photo they have of Princess Diana on the Taj Mahal and there's no one else there and she's really enjoying it? And the answer is, you'll never get that photo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just... I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna do a... St- I'm going to play a... Stere- Can I play a stereotypical card? Sure. Here that might not, not... Might be culturally insensitive, though. No, go ahead. You sure? Yeah. It's okay. How many Chinese people were at Machu Picchu? I think it's predominantly Japanese people. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of places where you go in Europe, it's it's a lot of, and, and it's, it's not, you and know, it's a, a lot of Japanese people. It's a lot of, it's a lot of Chinese peoples with their umbrellas so that they don't get tan and the whole bit and it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Overwhelming when, you know, 1% of their nation can afford to travel and 1% of a billion is a lot of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. And I, I know, I don't mean to be culturally insensitive. It's just, it's just that's kind of, kind of the way that it is. You get this, overflow mm-hmm. of, of interest. Um, okay, so you made it there, you've done that. What's the return journey like? Is it three more days? It's rough. Um, three more days. Well, it's three days in, four days in. Four days Oh, in? you don't hike out. Yeah, that would be painful. You don't hike out? Nothing to look forward what to. Did, what did you do? You take the train to um, the nearby, well, you take the bus to the nearby city and then the train back to Cusco. Okay. And then, you know, from Cusco, whatever here travel right you do from there which ours was so how so so did you did you, just that curiosity so you're at Machu Picchu uh-huh. there can't be a Machu Picchu bus stop yeah there is no way I mean it only goes there it runs from the city that's close by because not everyone hikes there is a thing you I understand that but surely there's not a road that goes yeah, there, there is. oh dear lord all right okay see half of the selfie tourists 
half, three quarters would be eliminated if it were like, well, no, you don't walk in. I mean, right? The closest you know, thing is you gotta, you gotta walk out four. Would love that. You gotta walk out like four miles to the closest bus stop, right? Because yeah. four miles, if you said one, people would try. Yeah. If you said two, people would try still. If you said three, people would try and probably a few would die. If you said four, people would just completely like put off. They'd be like, no, I'm not going four miles. But you'd do, four, you'd do four miles, right? We walked like 26. Exactly. But I mean, you, 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 you'd walk out four miles. It would take you a couple of hours to hit yeah. the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. If, that were the, if that were the closest. Also, yeah. that's the way the bus stops. So when the bus stops, the selfie queens can get off and they still got to hike four miles up to Machu Picchu. Yeah. On, on a smooth surface, I'm saying like mm-hmm. almost, a, almost a road. Not quite because the bus won't go up. Huh? Ah. Um, so anyway, you took the bus back and then you've got an interesting story about a flight back from Cusco. Well, okay. So Cusco, all of our flights were delayed. Cusco, I get a feeling that there isn't a single flight out of there that goes out on time. We were like two hours behind and they just kept telling it's you like it's going to be like, you know, like... <laughs> or a mega bus. <laughs> They have you, like, line up in these queues, and they're like, yeah, we're going to be moving in, like, 15 minutes. When did you start using the word queue? Over there. <laughs> they oh, have, like, a billion my heart queues. just grew two sizes too big. Oh, man, you said queue, and you used it correctly. How do you spell it? With a Q. Okay, that just kind of, like, deflated every part of me right there. Q-U-E-U-E. Q-U-E. Anyway, never mind. Anyways. um, Yeah, so you stand in the queue. For yep. like 15 minutes. And then... And 15 that, minutes. No, and then, I was stood in the queue at the Mona Lisa for like five hours. No. And they're like, it's going to be 15 minutes. And then the next 15 minutes, like, it'll be another 15 minutes. And it goes like that for like two hours. And okay. then they finally finally let you on the plane. And they're like, um... Can I just say... It's going to be another hour. During those 15 minutes, were you on your cell phone playing no, Candy Crush? No. You were, weren't you? I was just standing there. Because you didn't have your cell phone? Oh, you didn't have the Wi-Fi code. Which one was it? I had my cell phone. Okay, so what game were you playing? I wasn't. You were texting? No. You were tweeting? No. You were bleeding? I wasn't using my cell phone. You had to like... It was in my bag. Can I just... I was just standing there silently. You were standing around actually in the moment? Yes. How could you... How did you live? How did you live? You, You just spent hours and days on a trail where you weren't able to update your Facebook. And now you have a... Now you have the opportunity to in the airport line and you didn't do it. And I didn't do it. Wow. Anyways, we get on that one. Next one. And again, we're flying late night flights. So we get into... Whose choice was that? Oh, no, it was <laughs> Delta that Airlines. Way. It was cheaper <laughs> that way. Uh, um, <laughs> so we get to Lima at like, again, 12 at night. And our flight is supposed to leave, you know, what, like two hours later. We give ourselves a good... No, we get there at like 10 at night. And it's supposed to leave at 12. And then we find out that another flight has been delayed, so they're just gonna like wait for the people who are connecting to our flight for another two hours. So we get pushed back again, going to New York. But our connecting flight to Minnesota is from Newark, New Jersey. (laughs) So we take an Uber to Newark. A what? Yep, an Uber. Who? What? Yeah. Who planned this out? Me. Who? (laughs) That was my bad. (laughs) What? It was like a thousand dollars cheaper to do it that way. What? Anyways. What? Ca- that's not the frustrating you've got part. Ba- you've got backpacks and anyways, and. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fine. Uh, anyways, the Newark airport is awful. In case you've never been there. Um, 
Everyone is rude, literally. And I. You know, I gotta say this. You know, I gotta say this. You've been to many different places in the world right now, and the only place you've said where people are rude is New New Jersey. I stand by that. My sister used to live there, and I have never had a good flight out of Newark. Um, okay. Yeah, I think it's like a prerequisite to work at that airport that you have to be like just very. I tell you very what. Very rude, and you, I you... usually give people the benefit of the doubt when they're working a job like that because I think that they get yelled at a lot get on themselves. Oh well. All I can say is, see, I'm not. I have to go through a completely different line to you guys. I mm-hmm. have to go through the um, non-U.S. citizen line. Mm-hmm. You don't know rude until you've been pistol whipped by somebody at customs and excise. Yeah, um, immigration match INS. I love you all. Please um, don't remember my name. They are. They are. I, I when they when they use the word jackbooted thugs, when they use those, that phrase, excuse me, when they use that phrase jackbooted thugs, uh, immigration naturalization service. Uh, if you're a jackbooted thug and you're listening to this podcast, there's a career for you out there. There really is. Um, so I understand. I understand it's difficult to come back in, and we've had ups and downs. Myself and the fair lady traveling internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to say, I would love to say that coming back to the U.S. is like easy peasy lemon squeezy. But truth of the matter is, is that it is just brutal. It it it's 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 really tough. It's really really tough. And yeah. Um, they don't really make any excuses. You're like, but I'm a citizen here. No, you know. Yeah. So Newark wasn't the best. Wasn't the best, huh? Nope. And we got delayed like three different times. So we were basically at that airport for an entire day, and we weren't really sure whether we were gonna get out or not. Why didn't you just fly out of JFK where you landed? Because it was cheaper. Oh my god. You just went to Machu Picchu and you're worried about money. Okay. I'll call the student. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Got it. Right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah. Eventually made it back to Minnesota, obviously. And Slept rating. For day. Oh, awesome. Rating the en vacances. Uh-huh. One, top of the podium, cream of the crop, 10, 10th place, mm-hmm. you know, like going to Bemidji. All right. So life changing, life altering. One. Yeah. I'd say it was like a solid two on the vacation oh, scale. You know, I've okay. had, you know. No, no. Good travels before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was one of the better ones. You know, I want to reserve my one for like truly stellar. Got it. No, that's that's not that it wasn't stellar. Right, right. I get it. I understand. I'm just, I'm just uh, curious as to where it would go. Okay, so I've never been. Uh You have got, and I'm going to time you on this because I know what you're like. 30 seconds to convince me to go to Machu Picchu starting. Hold on for a second. Now. You should go to Machu Picchu. I think I just did it. What was the last like 15 minutes? Well, that was an explanation of... It's of, beautiful. Very nice people. See, you haven't mentioned anything And uh, I think I said the porters were amazing. They were spectacular. The guides. Everyone was very nice. It were some of the nicer people that I've ever met traveling. Perfect. Yeah. All right. For the last hour of um, Isabel's wonderful journey mm-hmm. to the Inca monument that is Machu Picchu. Yes. In darkest Peru. Mm-hmm. You've been where Paddington where Paddington originated, and I think that's wonderful. It does. Okay, what else you gotta say? I think you covered it. Yeah, I think we did too. Alright, next up. Oh, here's this here's the here's the here's the rub. Aye, here's the rub. You're going out of town. That was Hamlet. Uh-huh. If you remember back to the beginning of the podcast. Uh anyway, um uh, yes, going out of town. So next up, it's going to be my vacation. I expect lots of questions. There will be questions. Good. I want questions. Thank you very much for downloading, as always. Um, 
We just lo love doing this, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, remember, um, all you Gen Xers, thanks very much. All you founders, we appreciate your forthcoming. And all you millennials? You already know. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you.